For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. All righty, let's roll, baby. Welcome in. Tuesday Ring of Gambling, Joe House, John Jastrzemski, licking all wounds from UCLA and Friday. But House, it's a good thing you and I were smart enough to uh, unload on the North Carolina Tar Heels against the Peacocks of St. Peter's. What a run by St. Peter's. Give him credit, Spunky Bunch, Shaheen Holloway, the whole deal. Eight and a half, dude. That was that was highway robbery the other day. I wish I had more on it, quite frankly. It was the weirdest line possibly of the entire tournament because St. Pete's had well, were 13-point underdogs to Purdue. Like, that was the thing that made that, that North Carolina line so compelling. There's not a five-point difference between Purdue and North Carolina. North Carolina is one of the best teams I've seen in the entire tournament. And what really was a revelation was how great that game with UCLA was. Now, we were both on the losing side of that, but that was a very well-played game. And look, you know, all credit to Caleb Love. The kid got hot in the second half. The game was perfectly evenly matched. Those two teams, if you gave them, roll the ball out there 10 times, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go 5-5. Five and five. UCLA play, played great. Um, at the very end, Haquez missed a couple shots. And, and we talked about this coming in onto the show today. Uh, Baco saves the ball. Uh, the save to the love three was the difference in the game. That's it. Seriously. Like, it was as simple as that. Like, UCLA went on runs. North Carolina went on runs. That save, boom, you bang a three. That's UCLA ball. They score there. They may end up going up five. They may end up going up seven. They may win the game going away. That sequence, that play decided the game. Hey, 
Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I thought the Sweet 16 games were terrific. The Elite Eight games were terrible. They were absolutely <laughs> terrible. And honestly, how else we would do? Because yeah. the first weekend of the tournament was awesome. The Sweet 16 with the Texas Tech Duke game, with the UNC UCLA game, like we got some classics. We were bound for some regression. You know what I mean? Boy, that Villanova Houston. I'm. It's going to take me a long time to wash that out of my eyes. That, and we that's... were on a, not for nothing. I don't regret the Houston pick. They no. held Villanova to like fifty something points. They just couldn't hit a damn shot. Yeah. Go to the basket. How how many threes are you going to? Ta- how many threes are you going to miss? You're going to just keep shooting until you miss. I guess so. We were very complimentary of Kelvin Sampson with with good reason. Um, because that team is is disciplined. That we like the way they play. We like their versatility. I hated the game plan um, against Villanova. They let Villanova dictate pace. And that, that to me, so what Houston ended up having to do, and they, they had some success with it in the second half, they started to close the gap a little bit, was every time they missed on the offensive end, they crashed the boards for an offensive rebound. But it was taking them two and three shots to make, to score on, on every possession. But the game was 50 to 45, JJ. They let Villanova have its way in terms of dictating how that was going to go. I hated to see the injury to Moore because that's I, a game changer for Saturday, too. I that so is a admire. Game changer. I, I mean, Villanova and Jay Wright. And look, anytime a team shoots free throws as well as they do, I just tip my cap. I say, that's a coach and a team that together they, they believe. Like, if you can get those guys on board with the idea like here's one thing that we can control most of the basketball game we cannot control but if we go to the free throw line and you make both free throws that's going to help us win games and they're the very best in the country and they're making them at almost historical rate um all kudos to villanova Okay, I don't want to lock in picks for Saturday because I still want it to marinate a couple more days. Yeah. Friday, you and I will sit down. Uh, I'll be in Vegas. Uh, I might have a Bloody Mary next to me. Anything, I hope so. Well, we're going we're gonna to see how the golf round goes on Thursday. If the <laughs> golf round goes well, maybe we have, instead of the coffee, the Bloody Mary right out of the gate. But then, you know, neither here nor their house. Um, initial thoughts, though, in looking at these final four lines, I am a little surprised the Kansas line is as low as it is. And I think that the UNC Duke game is exactly where I thought it would be. So Kansas right now is a four and a half point favorite. Duke is a four point favorite. The crazy thing is when they played that last weekend in a regular season, Duke was like an 11 point favorite at Cameron Indoor. Wild, man. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I've done so far, and I'm, I'm going to do the same thing as you, which is sort of process this research and see if I can get a feel. I agree that at first glance that Kansas line especially looks attractive, but maybe it's a sucker line. The only thing I've done so far, JJ, is fire immediately on Carolina at plus 500 to win the national title. Ooh, so you are tripling down on the Tar Heels. Not it's, doubling down, tripling down. It's just the the value. Like, you know, they they the difference between Kansas and North Carolina and the and the the, the spread in the price is is enormous like that that's tremendous value to me from my my perspective if north carolina and case north carolina handles its business against duke and and you know kansas is is you know all kudos again to villanova but they 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 take care of business against um nova uh, what do you think that line is is kansas favored kansas against carolina yeah yes i would say kansas 
will end up being a two and a half to a three point favorite. So that's my me, guess. So plus five hundred money line as I sit here right now. You know, I think that's better than rolling the money line of this this Duke game and and the um the the game against Kansas. But I'll sit down and do that math. That'll be part of of the Friday show as well. Here's my fear for the winner of Carolina and Duke. My fear is that is the game of all games. If you're Carolina and you win it, think about this for a minute. You ruin Coach K's last home game, and then you're going to send Coach K, and you're going to send him into retirement, basically, with a loss in the first ever Carolina Duke Final Four game, NCAA tournament game. Doesn't that game for the winner of Carolina Duke, especially Carolina, have, like, let down hangover central written all over it? I think it does. You would say yes, except for, for the national effing championship on Monday. It's like, still a hangover uh, game, though. I, I, think they're, I think they're motivated. The, remember the, one the thing... Wisconsin? You remember when Wisconsin beat Kentucky, who was undefeated? The yes. Carl Anthony Towns team, uh, the Harrison Twins, all those guys they had. They played the Duke game two days later, and they clearly seemed out of sorts. Now, maybe this is me talking house as someone who holds an 18 to one Kansas <laughs> ticket. So that's maybe the narrative that I'm trying to draw up in my Great head. Job. Great but job. But I do think that's something to keep in mind for Monday night. Something that's to be all. aware of. It's just the value as I sit here and look at these teams, the value of Carolina. That and that's it. That's the only reason I fired on that thing. Okay. So I watched a good amount of NBA basketball yesterday. And my once guy. the tournament ends, we are going to be full tilt. Once you get back from the Masters, it's going to be playoff time. We're going to have the dopey playing. Hopefully the Lakers are not in the play-in. That would put a smile on my face. Go well, Spurs, go. Look, I'm, um, I'm on Spurs money lines now. I like basically I every like night. it. You know well, what I mean? those were going to be my big two takeaways from yesterday. I think, first off, we got to be looking into fading the Chicago Bulls as much as we possibly can. I watched them against the Knicks last night. Yeah. That is a team that is trending in the wrong direction. I know they've gotten some guys back. I know Caruso's in the fold. I mean, they had no answer for Barrett, for Burks, for Emmanuel quickly. That Chicago, I think, maybe not even at the end of the regular season, but come round one of the playoffs, that's a team I have circled as a fade, fade, fade type of candidate. Yeah, so they're going to end up in like, I don't know. What, Four, what five, five, maybe the six. They're not going to slide down to six, right? Um, which puts them in territory. Now, it's a, such a bummer for the Celtics. Um Oh, Robert Williams. The Time for sure. Lord did that injury. Did you see the Podfather offering his meniscus, by the way? <laughs> he's offering I, his. I, I don't know what it. kind of shape it's in, but he's offering a meniscus to Robert well, Williams. It, yeah. it hasn't been torn, so that's got to be helpful. Uh, and I'm not surprised to hear that out of the Podfather. He had fallen so deeply in love with this Boston team. And it was always the risk with them um, that, that he gets hurt because he's such an important part of their defense. But if they slide down to that four, if it's like them against uh, uh, the Chicago, I mean, even, even with Time Lord out, that, that's tough for Chicago. So listen to this, House. Chicago's at 43 and 32. Toronto, who has played great in the second half. Unbelievable. Siakam was brilliant yesterday. Yeah. They are 43 and 32. Cleveland, as the way it stands today, would be the seventh seed at 42 and 33. So what am I getting at? Chicago, Toronto, Cleveland, one of those teams is going to be playing in the play for goodness sakes. Yeah, I think it's Cleveland. I mean, they they just, you know, the the injuries um, to the guards and to Jared Allen. I mean, he's, Jared Allen's still out, I'm pretty sure. Um, they just immobily left uh, the game the other night and didn't come back in. They just have had – it's a such a wonderful uh, uh, run 
I mean, they've already won 42 games. It's just amazing, right? No question. No question. Chicago, their next couple of games, they got one tonight against your Wizards. Yeah. Then they host the Clippers. Paul George looks like he's back. Listen to this end of the season for Chicago. Now, you got to wonder and you got to question the motivation for some of these teams. Host Miami, host Milwaukee, host Boston, host Charlotte at Minnesota. So they got a bunch of games at home, playing a bunch of, they don't got any. Those are all playoff teams. All playoff playoff teams. teams. So it's a question of like Milwaukee's motivation, Miami's motivation. Boston's been motivated for all these games. There is a world where the Chicago Bulls are playing in that plane. There is a world. Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I still think it's Cleveland, but you're, you're right. That's a very tough run. And I'm looking at the Cavs schedule. At least the Cavs have the Knicks and the Magic mixed in. But they have the Nets. They have the Bucks. They're at Philadelphia. I love going through these schedules. It's nice being able to go through schedules at the NBA, end of the NBA season, man. I feel well, like you never get to do that. And, and, you know, at least in the East, everything's still up for grabs. One through four for the one seed is is still out there. Now, I fear that, that Boston's going to drop off, although they were super competitive last night uh, against Toronto. No Tatum, no Brown, no Time Lord. And they win their overtime against the Toronto Pitbulls. I think the Lakers don't want to be in the playoffs. Hot take. I don't <laughs> think they even want to be. I don't even think LeBron wants to be there at this point. I think the, it might actually be more embarrassing for him to go and lose as opposed to just win the scoring title let this miserable season be over and done with and then kind of fade away uh, and go about your summer routine. I don't think LeBron wants to be there. Here's how we know you're right about that. He came out after that game where he had a brilliant second half. He rolled his ankle, and it wasn't one of those terrible um, ankle rolls where, you know, he got it all the way to the ground. It was a very quick one. He didn't really even break stride. He still scored, I don't know, double-digit points in that second half and then came into the press conference afterwards talking about how much his ankle hurt. It was horrible. Uh, and, you know, he's he's questionable for these games going forward. So I I, I think you could be on to something. I, I would not be surprised if we see, you know, less. Maybe he'll play again, but, you know, because he's still, every game matters to him in terms of all the, the, the point um, accolades that he's looking to, to, uh, achieve, you know, he's still got Kareem to chase down. So every, every, every time he plays and gets points, it, it's helpful in that chase, but I, they're very close to shutting down. It seems like to me. And how about San Antonio four straight wins. They're hosting Memphis on Wednesday, but then house, they got back-to-back games with Portland. They can do this, bro. They, they can do Pop this. He's going to get them in the playoffs. I wish we would have taken this like a month ago. Because now Looking, the odds on it are going to be absolutely no fun. Yeah. But they're going to I, – I, and then they, they're at Denver. They're at Minnesota. They host the Warriors' second to last game of the year. The Warriors are probably going to have nothing to play for. Yeah. And then they're at Dallas with, you know, Dallas maybe we'll playing see. for seeding. That's right. But I think there's a road for San Antonio here to get in. I mean, they're a half game back, for goodness sakes. Oh, there's definitely a road. And then, like you mentioned, the four-game winning streak. I mean, there's something. They're coming together. Um and it's it's a pop team, so you know that they're going to be disciplined, especially with this carrot in front of them. I mean, they and the Lakers, I'm not sure if it was before or after the game last night, had the same odds for the 10th spot. Oh, we should be betting San Antonio. It was minus 135 uh, for each to slide into the 10th. I think San Antonio is our bet. All right, so let's get to the card for Tuesday. The Lakers, TNT night. 
11 and a half point underdogs against Dallas. Now, Dallas did us dirty the other day. Yeah. So there's going to be some bad feelings. They were really good to us, but they've kind of turned on us now over the last week or so. They're, they're just inconsistent is the problem with Dallas. Is this something we want to go near? It's a hefty number. I don't I like mean, the I mean, I don't number. see Dallas losing the game, but 11 and a half is a ton of points. I'm not man. laying all that. I'm just okay, not comfortable with it. Okay, so that's a pass. It. That's a pass. Um, your Wizards, Chicago on the second night of a back-to-back, laying three and a half in Washington. How's? <laughs> I, the, the Wizards continue to be the worst team against the spread in the entire NBA, even though they, they put forth a gallant, a gallant effort Sunday night against Golden State. Now, Golden State, you know, no Steph, obviously, but Clay and Draymond both played in that game. And the Wizards, you know, it's just been this personnel experiment for like, uh, you know, months now. And uh, Corey Kispert got hot. We had a Corey Kispert game, finally. A Corey Kispert sighting. That's when you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The tide is turning, baby. So, uh, the three and a half, I like Washington, um, and I, but I'm only going to fire on it like a tiny amount. I'm oh, not so going to jump not, right not, into you're that. You're not overly convinced. Well, because I wanted to include this in the family parlay tonight, and right now you don't you don't seem about that action. so much variance with Washington. Their defense is so bad. They really can't stop anybody. They just try and outscore. And Zinger has been good. I, I mean, you know, Porzingis is, is, is healthy and he's moving, and they, they, the guys like each other. They have a great attitude. They're playing hard and they're playing every game to win. So if you want to talk me into, you know, the the Wiz plus the three and a half, you, you you can convince me. It's just not a huge number I'm willing to put in on it. Now remember, we have a limited NBA court tonight. Yeah. We're out on Dallas. The Milwaukee Philly game is plummeted because I don't know if Giannis is playing. That's why I think that line is falling the way that it has. What's That's the number it. now? It's one and a half. Philly We're, by one and a half. It's been around there. And the, well, not Giannis, the, excuse me. I wonder if some Philly guys aren't playing. That's, that's the, more what it comes down well, to. Well, no, I, I mean, I think that number is, is pretty fair, anticipating that both teams are mostly full strength. I mean, um, they, they've split the, the, their two games, and this uh, is a, um, a game to, to figure out who has the, uh, the tiebreaker. How uh, is this not the um, TNT game? Tonight, exactly. By the way? What are they can, doing? But, I got to watch Lakers, Mavericks. Like, no thanks. That's they, a pass. They have to have the ability to 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 change these things. Charles Barkley won't won't tolerate many more of these. The thing, well, I, thankfully, Charles won't be around. He's got NCAA <laughs> tournament stuff. So that'll be the uh, you know, the Dennis oh, Scott, yeah, Dwayne yeah. Wade production. Yeah, yeah. Shaq, well, Shaq, might be Shaq will be in there. Candace Parker. That's right. Um, I do like this Buck Sixers game in terms of the total. The total is 232 and a half right now. I see that. And there has been, you know, there's there's some research research out there. The Action Network guys um, do a great job. Late in the season games between elite teams tend to go under. There's a whole, you know, batch of evidence that that when you get teams with this kind of winning percentage or or above that these games um, go under. The the uh, two games between these two teams was a 227 total and a 243 total. But lately, Philly's only gone over 232 points four times with James Harden. I know it, that sounds kind of weird, but since they that acquired does James seem Harden, weird. Yeah. Only, only over 232 four times. And Milwaukee is sixth and eighth on overs. And the overs for Milwaukee have come against bad teams, either like against Oklahoma City, and I can't remember. Uh, the other bad teams, but 
I like the idea. This is the fourth game potentially for Milwaukee all season long when their intended starting five will be together. This is, you know, if, if you believe that their intended starting five is Brooke Lopez and Giannis and Middleton and Holiday and Holiday and then Grace Murray on the wing, that this is the, they're three and zero straight up and against the spread with that starting five. This will be the fourth time with that, and they're they're looking for you know some uh, uh, defensive consistency. I like the under in this game. Well, and the total's gone from two twenty six and a half to two thirty two and a half. That is that is some serious steam on the old. So going in our direction, if you like. Well, the under. I mean, listen, I'm glad we didn't lock it in at two twenty six and a half. And yeah, I'm not normally a, a guy who likes to play a lot of totals. Sure, you kind of convinced me on that. I, okay. I, I am intrigued. I'm going to okay. convince you on a play for tonight. And we're going against a team that's been really good against the number and a team that's been very spunky in the second half. I think the Nets are going to absolutely bulldoze the Pistons tonight. They're coming off a loss. They played poorly in the second half against Charlotte. They need to solidify where they're at as far as, you know, that that playing and making sure the game's at home. Nothing to worry about when it comes to Kyrie. Yeah. Goes from 13 to 14. I think this has Nets 20-point win written all over it. I think they're going to steamroll them tonight. Wow. Okay. Um, it's a lot of points to lay. You know, I don't I don't typically feel comfortable. It's 14 right now. Is that the number 14. you have? 14. Hefty number. <laughs> it's, and Detroit has been spunky. In a, in a way, it's a contrarian play to um, Well, that's play. the thing. I'm seeing 60% of the tickets on Detroit. Yeah. I mean, the idea that a 20 and 55 team is getting 60% of the tickets, that, that almost strikes me as a little bit of a square dog tonight. Yeah, yeah, I, I get where you're going with it. Um, I'm willing to go ahead and lay it. I, I like it because we you know, like that a lot more than Dallas tonight. We're not going near the Dallas game. That's no, it. no, it's That's too it. many. It's too many points. They're too inconsistent. Uh, I'll lay it with you. I'll, I'll join in on this. Yeah, I, I like the the point you're making. We don't. I think Kyrie and uh, KD were like a combined. It was a bad number what their combined shooting percentage was against uh, Charlotte the other night. So this is a good ba- bounce back opportunity for them, and they do have incentive to to, to get moving, to get gelling, um, and putting the hammer down. The problem for for <laughs> the Nets has been defense. They're so bad defensively. So maybe this will be an opportunity for them to try and and assert their will. Nice twenty point win. Okay, you you got me convinced. I'm with you. All right, I like it. And yeah, the net defense giving up 119 to Charlotte, giving up 132 points to the Memphis Grizzlies. Not ideal for postseason time. <laughs> we'll see if they tighten up that defense. All right, the last game I want to hit on, and then we're going to lock in off family play. Utah Clippers. Now, this yeah. is a late night special, the 1030 Eastern, the Gen special on the East Coast, which I absolutely love. And the Clippers have been kind of good to us. They've burned us on one or two occasions. I am going to be very, very tempted to fire on the Clippers tonight. Everyone's betting the Jazz. Return possibly of Paul George. We'll see if he ends up playing. They have him currently as questionable as we chat at 1.30 in the afternoon. Um, I think the Clippers are the right side here, dude. Utah so, laying only a point and a half. Public all over them. I'm in on the Clippers. <laughs> this is this is a Joe House trap game. Because it seems like one. You like the Jazz, don't you? you? No, I hate the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz, it, I would like, I'm a, I think I'm allowed to say this on this podcast. This has an E rating, right? I think so. Explicit. Yeah. I, I would like the Jazz and the Miami Heat to have to do a playing game because those two teams over the last week, what they've shown in terms of, of heart and resilience. I mean, you know, Miami had its uh, uh, disarray with the bench fracas involving Jimmy Butler 
And then we went and fired on Miami. On they were up like 20 plus points they, against the Knicks, and they let the Knicks B team come back and beat them. Think Emmanuel quickly just hit another three. It's, disgr- it's disgraceful. That's that's a team that is in disarray. You know, they beat the hell out of Sacramento. Congratulations, but they have a hard road ahead of them. I want them to go up against Utah, who was on a uh, at the very end of a, of a road trip now. Uh, I think they're one and four, one and five on the, on the road trip. Um, and, you know, just not showing up in games. Got their ass absolutely handed to them by, by Boston. Um, you know, just not competitive at all. Now, I know Gobert's in and out of the lineup. I know Bogdanovich is out, and there is some thought that both of those guys might play tonight, but I just can't talk myself into playing on Utah. They're 4-11 and against the spread since the beginning of March. Uh, the Clippers, the problem is that the Clippers... But Utah's on a four-game losing streak. The Clippers on a five-game losing strip streak. The, Something's the Clip- got to give. Yeah, I the- like that. Something's got to give. <laughs> That's right. So to me, go against the public. Public okay. is banking on the fact that Utah's winning streak is going, losing streaks coming to an end tonight. I seventy-two percent on on Utah. I'm in. And Great. In case you're wondering about the head-to-heads this year, Utah has gotten the better of the two head-to-heads, which leads me to believe the Clippers do to beat them. So okay. there's a lot of factors where. So I think the Clippers are working their way into the family parlay for tonight. I like it. I like where you're going with this. That's the side that I prefer in this, even though I'm, I'm telling, I'm confessing my bias. I want everybody to know. I think the Clippers, I've seen them um, play. I saw them in person play the Lakers. I love how hard they play. Um, you know, they're, they're just, uh, I think, a tough team. So I'll, I'll join you on that one. Okay, so we're in on Clippers plus the point and a half. We're not even going to take them on the money line. We're not going to get cute. If they no. lose by a point, let's take them plus one and a half. Great. I think we're in on that Milwaukee Philly under arm. Good. That's my guy. Yeah. That's, I really do. I, I now see. Here's going to be the question. Because yeah. that seems like your strongest lean of the night. Yeah. I don't think I'm a Sherlock Holmes by any means, but I could kind of decipher <laughs> that. That was your strongest <laughs> lean of the night. That That's true. You're right about this. So for the three leg Tuesday parlay, here's the question. Your Wizards plus three and a half against the Bulls. Or do we lay it with Brooklyn? Or do we pass on both and just go with a two-team parlay? We can do that. The one thing I would say, and I don't know if we could add this in, I want, I'd like to know what Levine's um, rebounds, points, assists, prop is. I don't think FanDuel's going to let us not combine these, let, but regardless, we might let me just play. make the observation. Here's the we thing. might want to play it tonight, so we, we might we, play it anyway. When we we talked about Washington playing Detroit on Friday. And, you know, Detroit was favored. And we said, you know, it's kind of a joke. The only time, you know, Detroit um, has, has lost in the, against a spread of recent memory had been in games where they were favored. And Washington went out and handled their business uh, once again. But Cade Cunningham easily flew right by. I think it ended up being 32 and a half. And I think he got up to 38. The Wizards have a really hard time defending good wing guys, guys that have the ball in their hands. Whatever the number is for Levine, my recommendation is go ahead and play the over. So here's the bad news. I don't have one yet for Levine. Okay. I have DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I have Alex Caruso. Uh, I have Vucevic. I have the Sumo. Well, let me Hachimura. ask you this. What's, yeah. what's the DeRozan number? 36 and a half. Let's do it. That's that's functional equivalent the same. DeRozan hit a, a one-leg uh, step-back you know, game clinching three against the Wiz already this season. He he fits that same mold of the kind of player that tortures the Wiz defensive. You know, uh, 
that was defense. So DeRozan's fine. 36 and a half is a fair number. Points, rebounds, assists at minus 115. We're throwing that in. Okay, yes. so that will be an additional beak for us tonight. We're not throwing that in the parlay because I don't I don't think we, we can't can. do it. Yeah. Fandle gets a little wacky. If it was the same gamer, it yeah. would work. It's not a same gamer. Your total is in. The Clippers are in. Are we adding to it or are we gonna just stay with the two? We can well, just stay with the two. What's the I hate to ask this. What's the the Dallas money line? Minus seven hundred. So that's there's absolutely no value in it, but when you're looking for a leg, we Let's know. See. All right, so right now our two team parlay plays what plus two seventy. If we add Dallas, let's see what it adds. Probably not much. Makes it plus or uh, plus thirty one, plus okay. three ten. Okay, nah. that's three to one odds. That's what we like. Three legs, three to one odds. Do we want to add Brooklyn to that? Bro, just the money line. Just the money line. That's I don't want to get effed on the points. Let's do it. Why not? All right, so. We're going with a four-teamer tonight. So it's Tuesday, four-legger. It's usually we save those for Fridays. Yeah, well, we're getting nuts tonight. So under 232.5 in Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Clippers, which might be the make or break, yeah. plus one and a half. Yeah, it is going to be. and Brooklyn just to win. Yes. Mavs minus 700. Nets minus 1,100. Who's screwing <laughs> it? The, the better question is who is screwing this up tonight? I really, it's, it's the Clippers or... The Milwaukee Philly game goes over because Milwaukee really starts firing on all cylinders and and scores 145 points or something, and then Philly you know comes out and scores 120 and we blow blow through that. I think we will have an opportunity to go into late night action with the Clippers being the chance to win this bad boy. Which okay, be nice. Oh yeah, that well and, and a nice opportunity for a little hedge maybe. If that's something you want to do, more power <laughs> to you. If that's something you don't want to do, you can ride it out. Well, uh, that remains to be seen. Um, One note before we say goodbye. Overtime rules. Happy with them? Mad about the fact that both teams will be touching the ball come postseason. Oh, I support it. Absolutely. Me too. Positively, me sure. too. Now, I would not change them in the regular season. To me, in the regular season, it's not a must. If yeah. the game ends in a tie, so be it. Yeah. If you end up losing a game, so be it. Playoff game. I need Mahomes. I need Allen. I need Ryan, whoever that quarterback may be. I need him at least getting the ball once. Yes, I need him getting the ball once. It, it, it makes too much sense. We've all been asking for it. Great job, but they finally figured it out. Joe House, we will chat Friday. I will be in Las Vegas. We'll lock in final four picks. I'm going to have the magic of Vegas. There's no way we're I, losing this weekend. There's my no only way. Either way, whether you have a good golf day or a bad golf day, can I just ask for a Bloody Mary? Just have a Bloody Mary. Oh, next there will year. be there will be more. Oh, like, don't make I, it contingent the podcast, on the golf. Yeah. The pro- here's the problem, though. It's going to be like eight thirty in the morning, my time. Perfect time. You, you, you will have had two hours of sleep. You're in perfect shape. I was going to say I'm going to have to have the Starbucks in me first, but then I will uh, <laughs> just to I, I'll sip. make my. I'll make my way to the Bloody Mary. I will have it at the very least. I'll have a sip or two just okay, for you, you just Thank so you, you can see the optic. Thank Here's you. the line now we have to set. Will the Podfather be joining us on Friday? Yes or no? I'm going to say yes. I think there's a Plus, decent chance. I'm gonna, even money? Better than even money. Wow. So we're going to lay points. We're going to lay juice with uh, BS joining us for the Final Four Friday pod. He just, you know, he, he can't help himself. We're at the point of the season, both with the NBA and, and with the Final Four, and the Masters is right around the corner. I mean, maybe we'll talk a little bit about early vibes on that thing. Oh, by the way, I finally won a golfer, Scotty Scheffler. I finally uh, won. 
Amazing. Congratulations. That's a the great call is, by you. Like, seven other dudes I know. had them in the, uh, in the yeah. pool that I'm in. So the I didn't one get and his, done. I, I, next time I win one, I want it to be like 150 to one. So that way I can <laughs> cash in on everybody, you know? Well, you might get that at the Valero Texas Open. You are not going to get that at the Masters. No, no. And I'm going to. I'm going to have to take a deep dive over, you know, maybe a couple of Bloody Marys. <laughs> yes, sir. For who the play is going to be in Augusta. Yeah. So I may get you on the line just to consult. I will be happy to share my terrible views with you. Ah, that's what I expect. Joe House, good <laughs> stuff as always. Stefan, appreciate the help. We're back Friday. Ringer Gambling will have the college Final Four card across the board. NBA stuff. And House, by the way, next week. I want some futures out of you in baseball, so get cracking. I'm 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 gonna start my research. I, I looked at the I at least looked at the Nats. I looked at the National League East. I'm starting to formulate some thoughts. I'll be ready, JJ. Yeah. All right, house. Later, buddy. See you, bud.